For Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health, I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfields Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. Whether you are a beginner or returning to running, you'll get expert advice from physical therapist Ashley Kratz on preventing injuries, key exercises, training, footwear, and running mechanics. Ashley, what are the key components of a running program so we avoid injuries? What you want to do when you think about a running program is, first of all, um, having the proper form. That's going to reduce your stress and your impact and reduce your uh, risk for an injury. There's about 82% of runners are going to have an injury at some time, so proper form is key. You want to look at correct training and running progression, and with that, incorporating a proper warm-up and a cool-down with each of your runs. You also want to look at incorporating um, a strength training program, some stretching, and, of course, proper shoe wear so that your foot and knee is properly supported. What should we do to warm up? So your warm-up is going to be at the start of your run, obviously, Um, and this is a chance just for your muscles and your joints to get loosened up um, and get ready for kind of the higher level impact and stress that your joints will go through. It can be light effort. Um, It should be relaxed. So if you think about kind of maximal run, how much you're going to do, maybe half that. Um, And it doesn't need to be very long. So a warm-up can be anywhere from three to five minutes. You don't need to spend 10, 15 minutes warming, warming up. Okay, what is training progression? So training progression is um, advancing your mileage or advancing your speed um, as you're running. It's going to prevent injury and prevent burnout. So you want to do this slowly so your body can get a chance to adapt. Um, So what you want to look at is you want to look at your total mileage that you are currently running in a week. And you want to increase that by no more than 10 to 15%. Per week. And again, that will just be that gradual progression um, and gradual introduction to reduce your chance of an injury. And what is recovery? So recovery is going to um, lessen your risk for an injury again. Um, so you want to make sure that you're re- rebuilding your body faster than training is breaking it down. So training is a lot of of stress on the muscles and the joints. And again, 82% of runners are going to have an injury. Um, So you want to make sure that you're lessening your chance to have that. So you want to incorporate rest days um, into your training week, and that will give you that recovery day. And a rest day is is pretty much truly a rest day. You can do walking on that day. um, You can do stretching on that day. um, But no running and no cross-training. Typically, if you're looking at a full seven-day week, We encourage people to have those recovery days or those rest days two days during that week and not back-to-back days. How often and what do you do for cross-training? So cross-training is um, a way to maintain your conditioning by reducing um, your risk for injury and repetition. So and still just strengthening and improving your lung power in a different form. So your body gets used to that running form, right, where it's very linear. But if you just use different muscle groups or move things a different way, um, it will give those muscles a chance to recover. You want to look at cross-training one to two times per week in that seven-day week. And cross-training could be anything from swimming You could do biking, elliptical use, go to a yoga class, go to a 
a boot camp class or a body pump class, um, just something other than running so that you're still working on that conditioning, still working on your strength, but it's not in a running form. With that, like I said before, you want to incorporate strengthening. And then if you think about cross-training one to two days per week, resting, you know, two days per week, that's going to still leave you three to four days per week that you're going to get your running in. You mentioned needing to do strength and core exercises. Aren't we already doing that by running? Um, Running isn't going to get the stabilization that you need. The strength training is going to give you that stabilization. So you really want to think about when you're thinking, okay, what muscles should I strengthen to improve my running form or to reduce my risk for injury? You really want to think about strengthening your glute muscles um, or your butt muscles. That's going to be more beneficial than even strengthening your quad muscles. I think most people think about strengthening that thigh muscle or that quad muscle more than strengthening the hips and the butt. So things that would strengthen um, the glutes would be doing bridges, um, taking a resistive band and putting it around your ankle and doing some sidestepping back and forth down a hallway. Um, You could do some clamshell exercises. Again, what you do for that is you take a resistive band, put it around your thighs, lay on your side and just lift that top leg up. You could also do um, some squats with that. Just going up and down stairs repetitively also will work on that glute strength. Kind of the easiest way to do it is just, you know, picking up a running magazine or Googling running exercises and you'll see a lot of good hip and glute strengthening with that. As far as the core goes, having a a solid core will just give you more stability as you're running, as you're moving your arms and your legs underneath you. It will kind of improve your efficiency. So just thinking basic core exercises, and the best one is just a simple plank. And if you're a beginner with planks, what you want to do is hold for maybe 10 seconds and gradually work your way up to being able to hold a plank for a minute. Uh, The other thing I would say that um, is important kind of going along the core and the strengthening is a stretching routine. I mentioned that briefly earlier, but if you stretch, that's just going to improve your tissue mobility so that you can move through the required range of motion as you're running and you can have that shock absorption that you need from that ground reaction force of your uh, foot hitting the ground as you're running. So with stretching, usually we recommend people stretching out their um, calf muscles the most, but then also thinking about stretching out the hips and the the quad muscles. You actually want to do a a nice long hold with stretching. It's very typical for people to stretch too short of a time and think that they only need to hold it for 10 to 20 seconds. But actually, when you're looking at stretching with running, you want to do long holds for three to five minutes. Um, And you only need to do one or two of those then. So you're not doing very many of them but you're really holding that stretch for a nice long time um, and stretching at a high frequency too. Uh, You should be stretching four to six times per week too. You did mention warm-up at the beginning, but what do you do for cool-down? For cool-down. So cool-down is going to be similar to the warm-up where it's going to be a low effort. It just brings that heart rate down um, and takes some of the shock out of the system from high intensity to just stopping. So a cool-down, typically you want to do at least five minutes of a cool-down. It can be either just going from a run into a light jog or run into a walk. Again, that's just going to bring your heart rate down and also kind of gradually cool down the muscles so that they don't stiffen up or get too tight as well. And how do we get proper footwear? So the best way to go about um, getting proper footwear is just going into a local running store and being assessed. So the um, people that work at the running store will take a look at your feet. A good one will have a treadmill available that you can get on and run as well so they can look at your form. But they'll make some recommendations. And then the best thing to do is just pick a shoe based on what feels the best. So don't pick it based on brand. Um, Don't pick it based on color. Uh, Really go with 
what feels the best on your foot. There are a bunch of different types of uh, foot control, whether it's a neutral uh, shoe or something that has a lot of shock absorption. The, the associate at the running store will help you figure that part out and then just pick what feels best. We do recommend that you replace your shoes every 300 miles that you've walked or ran on them or every six months too so that there's not too much breakdown in the shoe. When we're running, what is the proper running form? So you want to think about running different than walking. So first thing is thinking about the foot placement. So when you run, you actually want to land with your foot kind of directly under you. So it should be right under your hip. You want to land with your foot more in the middle to the front of your foot and not back on your heel like you would with walking. That kind of landing more in the middle to the front of the foot or landing with the foot under your hip is going to give you just a slight bend in your knee, which is going to reduce that impact on the knee and reduce the impact on the hips to reduce that uh, risk for injury. You also want to think about a chest up posture, so um, being upright, not letting yourself be flexed forward at the, the hips, keeping your gaze or the way you're looking straight ahead and not looking at the sidewalk or the road in front of you, but trying to look upright. And then also you want to be running at a high cadence. So what that means is um, your steps per minute. So you should be striving for about 180 steps per minute, regardless of what pace you run at. So whether you run 11-minute miles or you run 7-minute miles, um, everybody should be striving for about 180 steps per minute, and you'll gain that speed just from increasing that stride length or increasing the distance from one foot to the other. Any advice to help us get started? Um, I think the main thing is just recognizing where you're at. So start with where you're at. And what that means is pick a program that works for you. So if you're new to running, really look at the training plans out there. So you can get a bunch of apps. You can look at training programs online. And if it says the first day that you're going to be running three miles, but you're only currently maybe able to run a half a mile, make sure you're working up to that. Again, that's going to reduce your risk for injury, reduce your risk for burnout, um, and just improve your enjoyment. So make sure you're picking a training program that fits or starts at where you're starting at. It's a good idea to just set a goal. I think this helps with um, making it more fun and more enjoyable. So your goal could be a distance goal of, I want to be able to run a half marathon, It could be a speed goal of, I want to be able to run a mile in less than nine minutes. Or it could be a frequency goal of, I would just like to be a runner that runs two times a week. Or I want to be a runner that runs five times a week. Um, Which, again, five times a week is a high intensity where you're going to really put your risk of injury. We recommend more three or four times a week. But, you know, set that goal that's going to hold you accountable and make this really, really enjoyable, too. The biggest thing is just uh, have fun and make sure you're enjoying it. Great information. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for listening.